two, one. We are live. So, yeah, uh, welcome to episode one point five. We're um, probably just gonna talk about uh, recapping last week's episode um, tonight, and uh, you'll notice that Jordan's missing uh, for now. He should be on in about fifteen minutes or so. Being a new dad, he's got some extra new fun responsibilities. So. Uh, as he's taking care of those, uh, we're going to take care of you know, whatever happens on the show here. So, uh, yeah, what are we going to talk about tonight? So, yeah, so if we're planning on doing um, these recap shows kind of in between our shows with guests, um, I, I think that's a good idea. So we'll try to shoot for one to two guests a month going forward. Uh, and then we'll just fill in in between with some either some recaps or some homebrew chatter. Uh, you know, I think uh, last week was a great episode. Uh, Trevor was amazing. Um, Probably, yeah. You know, set, setting the standard uh, going <laughs> forward, maybe maybe too good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had we had a, a great turnout. Um, you know, lots more people I think uh, tuned in to watch. Uh, you know, because of Trevor and, and what he, how he is in the community. And that was really cool. Um, so we will, you know, I hate to disappoint anybody tonight that we don't have any special guests, but I think you'll find, uh, you know, hopefully our conversation interesting and, and some of the topics we'll touch on, and then we'll get into uh, who our next guest is going to be um, and kind of what our plans are, you know, for the next, uh, next show. Which we is, got a lot of a lot of great feedback last week too. <laughs> uh, you'll notice that I am facing the camera this week. Uh, you know, we're not staring off into random directions. Uh, we all need haircuts, apparently. Oh my so, god! So that's a thing. Yeah, uh, people talk about uh, you know when when COVID clears, like what's the first restaurant you're going to? And I don't give. A, I, I mean, I, I feel like with Kalamazoo <laughs> menu, we've 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 been able we've had access to good food, but. Man, as soon as, as sports clips is open, I'm so there. <laughs> Not letting Amy cut your hair. No. no. <laughs> how long have you? How long have you had it? Like, go for. Like, okay. have you ever worn it long? Oh yeah, like, no. Um, in my early 20s, I had hair down to my middle of my back, but uh, that was a long, painful process to get there, and I'm not doing it again. Nobody wants to see that. Just the beard so. this time. Just the beard. Beard, beard until you can flip it, you know, behind you your go. back and get down to the middle. <laughs> so yeah, no, we got the we got good feedback. Uh, facing the camera was one. Uh, you know, I, I really love the interaction that we had with the the people watching and Trevor. I appreciated that. So hoping we can continue that uh, as we get into it tonight and some of the things we're gonna talk about uh you know feel free to, to jump into the conversation if you have anything to weigh or to add and we'll 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 put it on the screen and talk talk through it um and then i'm also you know i i i think it would be good if we can try to get uh you know some feedback or some some input on questions and things that we need to ask future guests so as we announce our guests i'll be looking to maybe the facebook page or or the youtube channel to see uh, you know, if anybody's putting any questions in that, that they want us to ask the next guest that's coming up. You uh, you put together a really good uh, question list last time, but yeah, for sure, I would I would love to get you know more feedback from uh, other people because there's only so many things that we think about, and I don't know. I think as brewers, we we sometimes have different questions than you know um, 
other people would have, you know, just people that maybe just, you know, drink beer, maybe questions about specifically how they make it or something like that. that we may already have answers to, but we still want to know or. Yeah. So what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Arvon Brewing, um, but you actually dropped me off a few cans. Thank you, Jason. And so this is their uh, New England. I think they call it the Kalamazoo. Um, yeah, I haven't opened that yet. Um, so I've, I've been sipping on it for about 20 minutes now, and it's it's really good. I mean, um, if you're a Hayes fan, uh, no, that's not working. One of these days, I'll actually invest in a green screen so we get this, you know, <laughs> we're not using X split or something, but um, it's it's uh, really hazy. The uh, aroma is um, like citrusy and tropical. It's really smooth. It's not too bitter. Um, Stellar Oden, really solid beer. Yeah, so that guy actually dropped off. Uh, no, Amy went out for a run with some friends, and uh, and and they dropped. Uh, 10 or 12 cans on it, on me to bring home. And it was stuff, I guess, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Joan has a, a membership there and, and gets a regular allotment or something. Uh, I had actually never had them before either. So thought I'd share with you. What are you drinking? Um, right now, starting off a little light, a little easy, um, putting back a hams. <laughs> <laughs> Have we have we discussed like the the love of hams on uh, on the show yet? It's uh, that is that is a great beer, honestly. Like I did, I used to be more of a uh, you know bowling or something like that. I'd, I'm a, I'm kind of a Bud Light guy, and I've I've slowly been converted. I think. Yeah, you know, I I, I have some homebrew to drink later. I have a fridge of craft beer, um, but I'm 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 on this lager kick lately, and uh, I think John, I know David Jones drinks hams and has, has been preaching the word of hams for a while. Uh, I really got exposed to it a few weeks ago with John Sutton, uh, threw me a can across the parking lot. And I was like, holy crap, that's just a really good clean lager. And uh, I, I've, I've just, I've been hooked ever since. It's, it's just an easy drinker. Um, and uh, after last night's uh, keepers meeting, you know, so we have our keepers craft meeting uh, on once a month, and that was last night. And so there was a lot of uh, uh, talking, drinking, and activity. So I'm trying to tone it down a little bit before I crack into your homebrew. <laughs> it's not so. that strong, I promise. Except for the the stout, maybe the stouts. I think about ten and a half. Uh, so yeah, right um, yeah. Let's do this. So we got a question. Hams is the fucking banging truth. Ham is fucking banging. It is. Oh. <clears throat> All right, let's just we'll just do this. I know I've been dancing around it. So Ron's asked who the next week's guest is going to be, and I'm actually really excited about this one. Uh, I don't know if either of them are watching right now, but next week um, is Memorial Day. Um, but we're going to do an episode uh, anyway with uh, the POTUS and FLOTUS themselves, uh, Jake and Kaylee Losey from Presidential Brewing. They're going to be on. Uh, with us on Memorial Day to talk about, um, you know, their journey uh, from the private life into uh, opening Presidential Brewery and what, you know, that that journey has has, has put them through and and how it's changed their lives and and uh, so I've, I'm starting on my questions. I'm going to get them over to to Jake and Kaylee a little bit later this week. But if anybody has any any burning questions for the two of them, let us know and I'll uh, I'll work it into the show. 
comment on this video or just the Facebook group or page yeah. or, or whatever. So it's going to be a big time. one. I think um, from there, I haven't nailed down any specific ones, but we are talking about bringing in some members of the homebrew community. Um, what else have we talked about? Homebrew festivals. Homebrew festivals. The, or yeah, um, if they're watching, I don't know if anybody is, but I am trying to set up a, 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 a show where we get the, the organizers of the Michigan Homebrew Festival on. Uh, one of them has initially tentatively said yes, so I'll go ahead and throw myself out there. And if uh, they give me any shit for it, then I'll just go with Pat. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably get somebody from the state fair too, maybe. Maybe somebody to talk about uh, what it's like organizing big competitions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so here's a good one. This is local to me in Matawan. John, I don't know anything about Murray Street Brewing yet. I followed their Facebook page a couple weeks ago or months ago. Uh, it's supposed to be a new brewery in Matawan that's, that was supposed to be opening up uh, soon. Hmm. I drove I drove by where the building was uh, this weekend and didn't see any signer activity. So I don't know if they got put on pause because of COVID or if we're just not there yet. Um, actually, let me try to jump on their Facebook page real quick. But I'm excited to uh, to get a brewery a little bit closer to home where I am out in Matawan. Yeah, what else really do you have out there right now? I mean, between the, the I'm like right between Paw Paw Brewing Paul, right? yeah. and Latitude 42 on West Main are my two closest. So, let's yeah, see. let me know what you find out. Yeah, I'm checking it real quick. In the meantime, a uh, little wine and some clippers. <laughs> That's not going to happen, Mike. <laughs> I've uh, I've asked Shana if she wanted to cut my hair and. I think the answer was something along the lines of like no fucking chance. We've uh, I've joked about getting one of those vacuums uh, that has like the, the floby, the floby, yeah, yeah, and just uh, just getting all sucked up. You can use it like for the beard too, and get that thing all like straightened out and cut to the right length. Not a chance. I don't, I don't, I don't know what kind of settings it has for you know length and stuff though. So <laughs> um, I heard that they were actually running a. Uh, there was like a shortage of them. Like nobody should ever buy these things yet. There was like, like nobody could find them because, because people had, they were doing everything that they could to like cut their hair in at least a somewhat like a reasonable way possible. It certainly does. <laughs> I think Jordan's about to join us too. Looks like Jordan is coming in. Do we bring him in or can he add himself? We'll just do yeah, that. There he is. Jordan, dad. Awesome. <laughs> Can you hear us all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, I think I was muted. Sorry about being late. No, you're that was, fine. Uh, tried to plan things, but you know, and kids, best laid plans. Yeah, yeah so peak. so we didn't actually talk about it last time. Uh, right before our last show, you had a baby, right? Just yes, yes, I did. He's, uh, yeah. he's two weeks old on Wednesday. So real, real young. But but he's pretty good. He's, he's a good kid. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Right on. So what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I didn't even grab anything. Kind of kind of rushed down here. I do have a Kolsch on tap, though. Um, I should probably probably grab some of that. Right on. Uh, so tonight, I think Brian and I, we texted and said we should talk about some uh, some of our homebrew mishaps, maybe. And, uh, oh yeah, I've got plenty of those. Of those in. So Brian, you had 
Well, so yeah, I, uh, I was drinking uh, a German lager that I made uh, pretty recently and uh, it's got a, maybe like a little bit of a weird, you know, aftertaste, sort of a sulfury aftertaste, sort of a, I, I don't, nobody else seems to get this taste, but when I drink Oberon out of a can specifically, just a can, not a bottle, not underaft, um, and I burp afterwards, I get this sort of uh, almost like rubbery sort of taste um, or like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. The only other time I've had it is in one of their, maybe like a, uh, their Kvike IPAs that they were experimenting with for a while. And I almost want to say it's like yeast, um, not necessarily dead yeast, just maybe yeast that's still in there. And maybe I'm, uh, I'm just sensitive to that taste or something. Um, but I was drinking that beer and yeah, I was thinking about uh, all the other times I've screwed up this or that uh, in a batch. And gosh, one of the worst beers I think I've ever made. There's, there's two two really, really bad beers. The first would be my first ever attempt uh, at brewing by myself. Um, I brewed with Jordan a few times before this. I think we made like one or two IPAs. And, yeah. uh, you know, suddenly I was a pro, right? Like I, I, knew, <laughs> I, I watched Jordan do everything, so I knew exactly what to do. And it was going to be like an amazing beer. And so since I knew what I, uh, you know, since I was a pro and, uh, and I was going at it, you know, by myself for the first time, I decided that I wanted to do a chocolate banana stout. And uh, you might remember this beer, Jordan. I don't. I, I do. I do remember <laughs> this. It still sounds like a great idea. It does, and I think Waxwings has uh, uh, made a few, at least one big stout with banana in it recently. I didn't try it, but reviews were good. But uh, yeah, I uh, was doing a brew in a bag method in a pot that was too small. I guarantee you probably like the inner half of the grains just never even touched water um, <laughs> because like the bag was just like really compacted. And so for those listening that aren't brewers, uh, the brew in a bag method basically is a method where you take a bunch of grain and uh, you basically put it inside this giant mesh bag so water can get in, but the grains can't get out. Um, You're making a giant tea bag. It is. Yeah. It's a yep. giant malt tea bag. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, my mistake was that I was using a five gallon pot, which is like pretty small, uh, for a very large amount of grain. Uh, cause I was, uh, trying to brew, you know, maybe like an Imperial, uh, version of, you know, whatever thing I was trying to, so like a big, like 10% beer. And, uh, when you do that, I mean, water can only get so far in, uh, to this bag of grain before one, it just doesn't make it in at all. Uh, two, uh, all the grains will kind of start sticking together. You get uh, dough balls within the bag. Um, and then three, the temperature is not the same everywhere either. Um, so the temperature is really important when mashing grain because uh, certain enzymes that convert the starches in your grains into the sugar that the yeast is going to eat later only trigger when you hit a certain temperature. And uh, some of mine on the outside were probably like way too hot. And some of mine on the inside were probably room temperature still because they never even got water. I don't even know. Um, went through it anyway. The the stout, the big black thick stout was kind of like a clearish brown sort of color, you know, because again, not all those malts got exposed to the water. 
<laughs> and uh, I'm sure I didn't, I didn't even think, I don't think I took a gravity reading at the time. So I don't know how much sugar was actually in my wort. Fermented it anyway, put it on bananas, uh, didn't temperature control it. Temperature control is really important for fermentation because uh, yeast produce really weird flavors at warmer temperatures and may not ferment all the way at lower temperatures. Um, mine went warm. So uh, it produced, you know, what, what, uh, what I would call like a very strong homebrew flavor uh, in that beer. And then uh, the banana, I don't think I let ferment out all the way. Uh, so by the time I was done drinking it or done bottling it, it was sort of like a like pissy brown, clear beer that had a really strong alcoholic aroma. And after a while, uh, bottles started exploding too because uh, banana has sugar in it and I didn't let it ferment out all the way. So in the bottle, um, the banana was still fermenting. And uh, I can, I can, as I'm talking about this, I can taste this beer again. This is uh, it's unpleasant. I don't recall if I ever tasted it. I, I remember seeing it. It looked, I remember it kind of looked like chocolate milk, which was, yeah. which was interesting. <laughs> Uh, which, which, while is a fine color, it should not be the color of a beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I will. I will attempt that again. Maybe I'll do that again this year. And then uh, I made a Kvaik, um IPA that I stressed to hell uh, sometime last summer, I think. Um, so this yeast, when you don't pitch enough of it, and when you ferment it at like really warm temperatures, can uh, produce like some really interesting. Um, like esters, uh, so like uh, like orangey flavors or orange peel or maybe like pepper or th like things like that. Pepper is more of a phenol usually, but um, yeah, just like really fun flavors. Except if you don't give it enough yeast nutrient, it can get beyond stressed out and produce a lot of uh, it's called ethyl ethyl acetate, um, which in small amounts I think is kind of like a grapefruit sort of flavor. It's um, it's delicious, but when you get too much, it smells just like nail polish remover because it's an acetate. Um, so my beer was like kind of orange flavored nail polish. Uh, it was awful. I brought it to a to a homebrew club meeting so we could all uh, taste what that is in a beer. But was that the uh, same one you brought over to um over to my place at a at a barbecue at some point last summer? Yeah, you said you didn't taste it that much. Yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think you're just being nice. No, 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 seriously, like, that is, if, if, uh, acetaldehyde is my superpower, that's my kryptonite, because I could not, I could not, I could not taste it at all, um, and, you know, that's, that's one thing that I learned, too, is that other people had said that they had tasted that in my beers, too, and I'm like, I never have, and this is why I can't taste it, like, so. I, uh, we just had a comment, I, I'm hearing it, too, Patrick is saying that your audio is kind of sometimes really quiet and sometimes really loud. Yeah. Oh, mine? Yeah. Mm. Don't sit on your switch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do kind of wonder if it's this this little mute switch that I have here. I, I keep, when I'm not talking, I mute, and I wonder if this thing's just going bad. I do have a microphone coming at the awesome. end of this week, so that should be fixed. Hopefully. Cool, cool. So, yeah, no, I drank that uh, nail polish IPA. It wasn't terrible uh, you're you're all real nice yeah <laughs> so i was telling amy about this 
you know, thought at dinner, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, the shitty brews or brews gone wrong. And, you know, I had gone back to the, the, the pumpkin uh, beer that I dumped all over my kitchen years ago. Um, and I, and I, I, I thought of that and, you know, I think I've already talked about that on air, but, but her and Rachel reminded me of, of the gang beer of, uh, of the sour beer gone bad that I actually brewed with Brian and David and a few other people from Keepers of Craft, which is our club. Um, so every year we, we, we go to the homebrew competition and, uh, or the homebrew festival over in uh, Clarkston. And uh, for the last few years, we've gotten together as a club and we brewed a beer um, as a group to enter in and as a group competition, it's called a gang beer. And uh, a couple of years ago, everybody's on this big sour kick and uh, sours are the thing, kettle sours. So you take your, your beer, you introduce some kind of bacteria, usually a lactobacillus, which is found in yogurts. And it uh, gives it that nice tart lemony zest. And then you can add some flavors to it and, and it, it makes a wonderful sour. Um, one of the most important things that you can do during that period of time while you're making the beer sour is to uh, protect it and keep it uh, from getting introduced to the air. Cause there's all kinds of things in the air. In my house, I have dogs and cats and, uh, people and, and, and the things floating around the air, but I was busy and I was in a hurry and, uh, I needed that vessel. And so I transferred the wart while it was souring or right before it started the souring process. And, uh, and I transferred it into another vessel, which is usually frowned upon with, with kettle sours, but it can be done right. And I don't want to get into that, but it, it can be done in the correct way or it can go horribly wrong. And, and so uh, what happened? It Did went it go horribly, horribly wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we we uh we got back together what like uh, a week later. A week later, yeah. To to boil the beer and to finish it, you know. So we give it time to sour, and then you boil it and you add more ingredients, flavorings. I can't remember what we added at the time. Uh, it was supposed uh, to be sassafras root, maybe. Was that that no, one? No, that was the the year before. This was cranberry and gooseberry. Oh, that's right. Gooseberries. David would know. It it, it was a fruity beer. Wonderful sour. Um, and the guys come over and I, I, I put it in the kettle and we're going to boil it. And it smelled kind of cheesy, a little, little funky. And my experience with sours before is they, they smell a little weird when you start to boil them. But as you boil them, you break that down and the, the, the smell goes away. And, uh, and that didn't really happen. You know, it just kept getting more, more pungent and more... <laughs> you know, dog shitty. Yeah, whatever. Um, so moving forward, you know, I, I fermented this beer the whole time. I'm kind of wondering what went wrong, what could have gone wrong. Uh, my, my, my stepdaughter was getting ready to go to a two week band camp. My wife and I were getting ready to go to Curacao for, for a vacation. Um, you know, so we go to, you know, the house stinks, Amy's pissed, whatever. Uh, uh, we, we send Rachel off to band camp. We get in the airport or we get in the car and we go to the airport. And I think while traveling, I don't know where we were at either between here in Chicago or Miami. Um, Rachel's getting texting Amy and ta talking about how her, all of her clothes stink. And it's this funky, cheesy, animally vomit smell. And it's just not going away. And uh, um, I think we had to have my mom uh, kind of drop everything and go and buy uh, laundry detergent and take and go up to Rachel and then help her do laundry. Or I, I don't actually remember if, if she did the laundry for her, or if Rachel just did the laundry, she had to wash all of her clothes again to get rid of this smell. 
uh, Brian, you went home, right? <laughs> I went home, and uh, um, a lot of you know that I uh, I help run Kalamazoo Rabbit Rescue with uh, my girlfriend Shayna, and uh, barely help. She does all the work, but she was doing a rabbit adoption at the time, and I I came back home in the middle of it, and uh, and we started to apologize for um, for the smell in the house because like something just smelled like dog shit. And we thought that it was our neighbors mowing the lawn. Like we had all the windows open. Um, our neighbors have like a bunch of dogs and like, we figured like just something was coming from their house. And you know, or I checked my shoes, like to make sure I didn't step in something. And uh, you know, all the time we're just like, we're really sorry about the smell. So sorry about the smell. Shana smelled that I could smell it. Um, the adaption went well and fine after that. And, after that ended, we were both laughing, like, like, what is that? What is going on? And Shana comes in to hug me and she pulls back and she's like, dude, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, I, I guess I can't smell it anymore. Or at least I, I didn't know it was on me because I was just used to it. Cause you know, we were boiling over at Jason's for God knows how long, but yeah, I, it literally smelled like I stepped in a, a pile of like warm dog shit. It was on my hat. My shirt smelled like it. My jeans smelled like it. I had to wash everything that I wore. It was awful. Yeah. I was actually, I thought <laughs> I was going to be banned from ever brewing a sour uh, beer again in the house. Um, I came home from vacation and, and I actually tasted this beer. So we let it ferment and it did not go. I mean, it it, it kept getting worse and worse. And, and I, I tasted it and it was like rotten meat, rotten cheese. It was, it was just pungent whatever it picked up in the air that grew uh, you know so so you know the, the the bacteria you know good bacteria gets in a beer and 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 uh and and eats you know uh, you know some of the the proteins and the enzymes and the, the sugars in the beer and it, and it makes you know the, the nice flavors or it makes alcohol and it's wonderful and it's good but man there are just some things that get in there and then just turn to horrible nightmares um so I wound up dumping that beer out outside. My 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 yard stunk for days. Uh, <laughs> emergency rebrew, you know, had the guys come back over, um, redid it again. We 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 went on to to take that to Michigan Homebrew Fest, uh, served our, our sour and actually took second place uh, by half a point. By half a point, yeah. So so I mean, it had a good ending, um, but I had totally forgot about it. I blocked it out of my memory, and we're sitting there at, at dinner tonight and. Rachel had this roommate at Bandcamp, Grace, uh, nice girl. And she, I said, man, I totally forgotten about that sour beer. And she's like, Grace hasn't. She just mentioned it to me the other night. And I'm like, what the <laughs> <laughs> like oh, this, this smell was so bad. It scarred, <laughs> it scarred this poor girl. Um, so, uh, Jordan, what, what, what about you? How did you, how have you fucked up a beer in a great way? Uh, well, uh, there's, there's one that, one that comes to mind. Um, I, uh, this was oh, it's a couple of years before I moved to my house. It was probably five or six years ago. Um, I guess uh, uh, on a more recent, uh, I guess example, I am sitting on a beer right now that I tasted just a while ago, and it tasted god awful. I just closed the fermenter and have I'm letting it sit because before I have time to figure out what's going on with it. But um, I brewed a triple a few years ago and uh, ended up getting uh, what I think think is a lacto infection on the back end so completely on my on me with sanitation um but you know just being 
I guess being the curious brewer I am, I ended up just bottling it, and I think I still have two or three bottles of it left. So, yeah. So we have uh, Kevin, a good Michigan Homebrew Fest friend of ours, social, uh, Livingston Social Brew Club. I think we shouted him out last week. Uh, so he had to ask uh, who took first, and of course it was Livingston. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, yep. Yeah, they they beat us by that half a point. I forget that was the uh, the orange brute, was it? I just asked. I I, I yeah. can't I can't remember. Um, orange brute sounds right. Maybe that was it. It was good. Uh, Livingston brews good beer. Um, I'm really glad that when we go, when we go to homebrew fest, not if I know we're going, when we go to homebrew fest this year, uh, we're going to be next door to them. And that's going to be uh, a blast uh, partying with Livingston social. So if, if anybody out there that's watching that, that have these nightmare stories about the brews that they've made, um, pop it in there and we'll bring it on or hell. If you got a camera, we'll bring you on. Yeah, sure. Why not? Absolutely. So what yeah. else is going on in the, in the world of, of, of home brewing right now, man, I haven't, my, all my taps are full right now. Um, actually that's a lie. Shana kicked my new England last night. So I need to get something to replace that. I should have already been, uh, already should have had something on, uh, going fermenting already, but just been, uh, you took some of that play beer fairy this week, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if uh, people aren't aware, uh, a new Facebook group is trying to uh, creep up um, called Beer Me Kalamazoo. And there's been a kind of a rising trend in like beer fairy groups, I guess is kind of what they're being called. Some of them have been like, you know, women only dropping off wine or beer and some are just like whole community things. And um, I'll post the, the link to the Facebook group in chat here. But um, basically people will post their uh, address in a private group and be like, Hey, I mean, if somebody wants to drop me off beer, you know, go for it. <laughs> and uh, somebody will find their address and go and drop them off beer and they'll remove their post just to make sure that, you know, they're not getting you know, slammed with beer and somebody else isn't. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So I uh, bottled up, one, I have five taps on my keys are downstairs. So I bottled up one of each of those. And then I had a few uh, mango habanero hydromels sitting uh, on a shelf from when I was getting rid of a, a keg, um, maybe like a month or two ago. And uh, yeah, dropped those off. And uh, it was fun. We just basically ding dong ditched them on somebody's porch and drove away. Shana biffed it running away from somebody's house, but she's okay. <laughs> uh ding dog ditch it with beer it was cool yeah it was super fun um somebody else dropped off like a whole array of like i think i saw a bunch of uh texas corners brewing ciders i saw packs of uh um oatmeal what is that ocp oatmeal cream pie is that yeah. it yeah or, yeah that, uh, uh pigeon hill beer. pigeon hills brewing up yeah yeah OCP. OCP. I saw that go out. So yeah, uh, the group's pretty small right now. I think when I, as of just posting that link, it was like 17 people or something like that. But yeah, I'd love to participate, but I was told by an asshole that I don't live in Kalamazoo. So <laughs> I can't join the, uh, no, you Kalamazoo. can, you can, you can deliver. It's just like nobody's coming out to you. Nobody's coming to Madeline. <laughs> Thanks. I'll just give me your address and say, drop it off for me. Right. 
I'll I'll come out to you. I'll go I'll go <laughs> drop some stuff off. No, you know what I've been craving is uh, I've had two coffee blondes lately. Um, one from Arvon, and then I had another from oh uh, Bill Blakesley. And uh, um, for those uh, for the uninitiated, Bill took the uh, the Bell's homebrew competition last year uh, in 2019 with a Imperial Coffee Blonde. And that thing's just killer. And so he rebrewed it, um, you know, with his own wart instead of using uh, the Bell's base wart. And man, it just it has me really in the mood for that. So I'm probably doing one of those soon. I need to do your uh, um, Creamsicle IPA. Uh, yep. We can do a Who Done It Better. Uh, I think Jordan's. He's trying something. I don't know what he's trying, but yeah. Um, and then, uh, man, what else? I, there's there's stouts I want to do. I don't know what what's on your docket right now. So right now I'm I'm, I'm finishing up. Uh, I need to keg and bottle that uh, Big Brew Day beer. Um, oh, Bill's on. Yeah, Bill's on. That's cool. Thanks for watching, Bill. That coffee blonde was amazing. I got to have some of the barrel aged from uh, Bill a few weeks ago. It was just mind blowing. Bill, do you know when? Uh, have, you, have you heard yet from Bell's when you're going to uh, potentially start brewing that? If you if you know. Um, but no, I uh, I am going to be. My next thing is actually brewing another uh, milkshake uh, lacto IPA. I've been playing around it. That creamsicle recipe was so great, uh, and unfortunately, it's already. Um, I'm, I'd love to share it with more people, um, but it's already almost gone. So I am um, taking uh, some different hops, and I'm going to try for a berry characteristic where that last one had an orange uh, creamsicle characteristic. This next one I'm going for is like uh, berries and cream. I'm going to use some Brambling Cross uh, because they're known for their black currant flavors. And then I've also read that uh, late editions of Mosaic hops can give uh, blueberry characteristics. Yeah, um, yeah, I have heard that. So hoping for some blueberry, blackcurrant. I've got some blackberry, uh, um, some some blackberry flavoring uh, that I, I plan to you know potentially throw in there, depending on how it turns out. Um, and then hopefully that'll be good, and I'll be able to beer ferry some of that around. I uh, realized as I'm sitting here that I forgot to bring a, a bottle opener in with me, so we're gonna see how a screwdriver and a uh... And a, a knuckle goes for opening up this bottle of beer here. Oh, for Shana, if you got married, you could uh, <laughs> get a tungsten uh, ring bottle opener. Uh, I'm actually, while he does that, let's see, uh, I'll, I'll demonstrate. So this is Brian's uh, <laughs> Imperial Stout. Uh, uh, just that I'm easy. so jealous. I need something with a, a bit of a wider, if I had like a lighter or something. Anybody got a, a good tip on... I got a phone case. Just like put it on the edge of your desk and slam it down. Oh, man, I like my desk. It's it's like nice. So, uh, Bill says no word yet on 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 the bells thing. They're not brewing downtown. That's that's a bummer. Um, I uh, I really can't wait. We had such a great time when McClellan, uh, Matt McClellan, had his beer on tap. Uh, I'm gonna mess up the name. Um, something request Heather's request last year. Yeah, uh, keepers got together for the tapping of that, and so I'm, I'm looking forward. Ah, Don't hurt it. yourself. Oh my God, <laughs> how not to open a beer live on stream? Uh, if it works and it doesn't make you bleed. 
That would have been great. Why did Brian uh, leave the show so quickly? <laughs> cut off his finger. Uh, so, um, let's see. Jordan's still messing with his equipment. Either well, that it's either that or he might have had a kid emergency. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So the big question, uh, what's that? Um, Bell's uh, laboratory, laboratory, how do you pronounce that? Is it going to show up? No idea. I've had, a, I've had this sit in my fridge downstairs for like a month. I think somebody gave me this bottle. I bought one for myself a while back, and somebody gave me like a whole nother one. I think I might have even stepped up the dregs from it. Um, if there is anything alive in here, I don't really remember, but Golden Farmhouse Ale. So I'm going to try this um, Imperial Sweet Stout. This was your three-hour boil, right? Gosh, I forgot about that. It was three hours. Yeah. So Super chocolatey coffee on the nose. Deep and dark. My goal on that was like a, it hit a, a higher final gravity than I wanted to, which basically means that um, Either there weren't enough fermentable sugars uh, in the beer, or that the yeast just kind of gave up on their beer before um, before they were done. In this case, the, the yeast hit their ABV tolerance per the manufacturer. I th think it's like 10% with the Scottish yeast I used. That came out to about 10.5%. Um, it's just that I, um, I mashed that really warm. And when you mash a beer really warm, like up near like the 156, 158, 160 degree Fahrenheit range, the sugars that are produced are more complex. They're longer. Um, yeast can't break them apart quite as readily. They can't really eat them yep. quite, quite as readily. Did I say sugars or proteins? Sugars. I meant to say oh, sugars. Right. Okay. No, you're right. So, so for the the, the non home brewers, the when you're making beer, uh, you make that tea. You 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 soak the the wort or the the grain in hot water and you get that liquid off of it. The hotter you soak that grain, the hotter the higher the temperature. Um, the more complex sugars that you get, so the more um, non-fermentable sugars wind up in your beer. So the sweeter the beer will be at the back uh, after it after the yeast comes in and eats all of the all of the uh, sugars that it can and creates alcohol. So you wind up with um, a thicker creamier uh sweeter beer right sure yeah somebody mentioned earlier that we we should explain things so i'm trying to uh to do it for the <laughs> non-home brewers that are watching so that said if you if you want a nice crisp clean ipa you'll brew you'll brew it uh or you'll you'll mash in cooler um uh because you, you don't make as many complex sugars and uh you wind up with a drier beer so for like wine beer wine drinkers that you like the drier wines uh, the drier finish or the brute wines or the, the, the crisp lagers and stuff are going to be done at a cooler temperature than, than the stouts and the sweet beers and the, the big uh, doubles and stuff like that. That said, this beer is absolute shit. <laughs> Cheers. No. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, I feel like if it was aged, uh, mm -hmm. it, this would be like a, like a, a, a darkness or something. Like um, I don't want to say Dark Lord. Because I haven't had the greatest experience with Dark Lord, but uh, this does. It reminds me of, of Surly's Darkness. It's um, it's big, it's black, it's 
it's got good bitter, but not like the charcoal bitter, uh, a good coffee bitter. Hold on. Yeah, I, um, it, it, it definitely, it, I think uh, that was somewhere around like 70, 80 IBUs. Mm. Um, like I, I punched that thing with hops. I think it was like two and a half ounces of Magnum right at the beginning. Yeah. Super glad to be drinking a 10% beer right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kicking this bad boy back, but no, it's good. It's, uh, it's, it's sweet, but not under attenuated. Um, it, it, yeah, it's it's, it's a really good imperial stout. Too bad there aren't any competitions this year to enter it into. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the state fair. State fair. I gotta I'm gonna bottle that up and and sit on it for a while. So maybe I'll do that tomorrow. You know, I did a Russian imperial a few years ago, and I think uh, the the last bottle I had was three years old when I tried it. It was probably one of the best beers I ever brewed, just because I let it sit for that long. So sad that I entered it in the wrong category. I, um, I, all of it's gone now, but I brewed a Russian Imperial, um, last year during the winter, I think. And, uh, um, man, th so I followed a recipe out of, uh, brewing classic styles. I think there's two recipes for a Russian Imperial in that book. And I can't remember what the name of this particular beer was. It's the second of whatever the Russian Imperial stout recipes are. But this thing called for so many hops. Um, I think it was somewhere around like 12 ounces or, or something like that. I mean, it was just um, bitter and it had like almost sort of like a minty like flavor thing going on. Um, so drinking it like right off the, the tap when I was first, um, first kegging it, it was sort of like really not balanced and um, kind of bitter and kind of sweet and it didn't really know what it wanted to be and uh um i was like well screw it i mean it's so bitter because i think you know these kind of beers are supposed to be aged you know maybe like three months minimum just to kind of let everything blend together and so yeah i, I bottled up maybe like a case of these beers and, and let it sit and yeah i came back to it maybe three months later and you know every so often afterwards that beer just it was killer yeah. I, I am sad I didn't save more, but my mentality was I can just make it again. Um, so I got to do that again too. I've so never, many things. Never made it again. I actually had a, a, a barrel from Journeyman that I was aging um, my wrist in and, and uh, a bourbon barrel and um, yeah, the barrel died out. Now it's, it's been, you know, cleaned and sanitized and I'm going to turn it into a sour barrel, but I'll, I'll never, yeah, I'll never get back to that unless I try to get another bourbon barrel but i don't know if it'd be the same that actually reminds me though there's a there's a story talking about a brewery mishap and i don't know if he watched last week i don't know if he's watching this week but when i brewed that russian imperial stout it was uh, i called it black feather um and the 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 reason for that was it was it was a black ipa or black stout and it was going into a journeyman feather bone barrel so black feather was my play mm -hmm. there it was like cool so my, my good friend, Trent, um, Trent Rinky, uh, he, uh, was brewing the same recipe, but he had a whiskey barrel, a journeyman, I believe it was a journeyman whis whiskey barrel. Is Silver Cross their whiskey? Might be, but anyway, um, so he had a whiskey barrel and he was going to put it in that and I was super excited for it. Um, and, and he brewed the same recipe and, uh, and, and this is for the home brewers that brew out in their garage or around propane. I brew in my kitchen. 
Um, I've always brewed in my kitchen. I enjoy brewing in my kitchen. It's safe and clean and uh, air conditioned. Convenient, yeah. <laughs> convenient. But he was uh, he was brewing in his garage in flip flops and uh, brewing this big giant uh, Riss Russian Imperial Stout, and it boiled over on him, and uh, he got major burns on his feet. Um, and he called it, uh, so he named his beer Scarfoot. And, uh, <laughs> and it was, I think the only time it ever got brewed, uh, as well, but man, uh, trying, you know, the same recipe on, on a bourbon barrel versus a whiskey barrel. It was so cool to see the differences that the barrel imparted. Uh, you know, even though I, I, I'm sorry that, you know, it caused Trent a major bodily injury. <laughs> I've thankfully never burned myself brewing. Yeah, I've never uh, dumped boiling wort on myself. I've never uh, um, really given myself like a super serious injury that I can think of. I can't imagine brewing without shoes on. Um, you know, I, I do it all the time in my kitchen, but I don't. I don't have the boilovers like you guys do. I used to, I, you know, I brew on a glass top stove that I actually bought specifically for home brewing. You know, I. I bought the, the the electric stove with the highest BTUs and I can still hit boil uh you know on my my six gallon batches in in under 20 minutes which is what most people are pegging with propane um but that stove gives me the ability to wrap my kettle in a in a towel if it starts to boil over and just let it go yeah uh, you know and uh I don't have any open flame or any worry of that and then I did uh, I, I bought a big 15 gallon kettle that barely fits on my stove now but it's so cool to boil in because that thing can't boil over. I uh, I can't participate in the beer make Kalamazoo either. Apparently, that's right. You do live in Port, as you ask. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm happy to report also that uh, I don't know if you can see it, but you, you I, cut yourself. I, I, I did injure myself opening the oh. beer. I just saw it. <laughs> so so cheers to. Uh, <laughs> Injuries, I guess. Never injured myself brewing, but maybe drinking. Right on. Yeah, I don't think Jordan's going to make it back, so we might end up cutting this short. That's fine. He's got the baby to take care of. So I'll recap real quick for those that are watching. Next week's special guest is going to be the the uh, Jake and Kaylee Losey, uh, the the Flotus and Potus. Um, yeah, he actually Jordan just confirmed it was it was a kid. Okay. Okay. Kid kid wife needed him so he's out um but next week uh jake and kaylee losey are going to be joining us as their special guests as we as we dig into um you know how their journey went starting presidential brewing so if you guys have any questions feel free to leave uh you know the questions or comments or anything like that that you, that you may want to learn from them or, or hear from them on our facebook page or our youtube channel i'll incorporate those into the questions that we ask next week um, it is Memorial Day. We're still planning on doing an episode, though, with COVID. I think everybody's pretty much at home. I don't know if there's any big giant barbecues going on or parades or any of that shit. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think, too, that we're going to be drinking some of their beer on stream with them or cider or seltzer. I'm not sure. Whatever they choose, basically. So, You know, last week he mentioned uh, getting us some Sherbert Hoover, the latest batch of that, I believe, if, if he's listening. And I mean, I still would like some. So. Yeah, if anybody else wants to, you know, buy some of that and drink it with us too, then you know, by all means, we'll confirm when we make the uh, the show posting. Yeah, uh, sometime in the next few days here too. So, yeah, it should be fun. Sherbert Hoover, I uh, 
I don't I don't want to disclose any like sales numbers or anything like that, but I think Jake told me that uh, that's one of like his fastest ever selling beers. Like even during this pandemic, he's completely like drained like an entire like seven barrel fermenter or that stuff like with quickness. So, I know pre-COVID, I would see him post it, and you know, I have a busy schedule, and it's hard for me to get over there uh, during the week. But every time I would try, it would be out within a few days, and then, um, yeah, I got to I got to swing through there a few weeks ago, where where he had the uh, peach version on. Uh, got mm-hmm. a crawler of that, really enjoyed it. I don't know if I had the peach. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so I, I don't know what version they're brewing right now or what they talked about i want to say blueberry but maybe it's raspberry oh he's he's making something new is that what you're saying so it'll be a fresh batch of something yeah i'm not sure they they mentioned it last week when we were talking to him about um the possibility to do a show and i i asked him to uh set some crawlers aside for us uh hopefully hopefully we can do that um yeah so we'll we'll post it we'll try to put post out there what we're going to be drinking once we figure that out um and so those of you that are local, uh, you know, support a local business, uh, reach out, ping them on Facebook or check out their website. You can do some pre-orders and pick up. I, I think they're still doing curbside. Um, I know that the restrictions are starting to lift, but I don't think they're lifting in our area. Yeah, I think it's northern Michigan starting yeah. half capacity soon. Right on. And then other than that, I don't think we have any other, other big news to announce right now that's coming up. We'll have the low season on Memorial Day. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just still dealing with COVID, no big festivals, no big, uh, competitions, no big parties. One of these days we'll have to, when, uh, when stuff opens back up, we'll have to do a live stream. If, uh, you know, Michigan, uh, if the Michigan homebrew festival opens up, we'll have to do, you know, a I'm, show out from out there or something. I'm actually hoping to do a, a live stream live from homebrew fest. That would be, <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, yeah. And then I'd, I'd, I'd too, uh, um, you know, maybe we can do, uh, once, yeah, once things start opening up, maybe we can get some nights where we can actually go out and visit some breweries. That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Cool. Everybody. It was nice talking to you. Uh, remember, I hate saying this. It's funny. Uh, go follow us on YouTube. <laughs> smash, that, smash that like button. Uh, I think in the next few weeks, we'll, we'll start working on, on a more formal intro and some cool shit for the, the channel. Uh, and then try to hopefully nail down some uh, future future guests uh, that we can get posted out there. But yeah, like us on Facebook. Follow us. Uh, leave your comments. Leave your feedbacks. Let us know what you'd like to see or how it's going. I appreciate it. All right. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs>